Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from Matthew's Gospel, the fifth chapter, right embedded at the very beginning of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Hear with me now these words. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, but the salt loses its saltiness. How can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by humanity. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before all people that they may see your good deeds and praise God in heaven. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, on this, the first day of the week, where we think about what has happened and as we are preparing our hearts for what will come in the days ahead, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the opportunity to gather together. We give you thanks for the opportunity to worship. We give you thanks for these youth who will stand up, not just as hearers of your word, but as doers of your word and profess their faith. And as they inspire us, let us take all of this deep in our hearts. Put it into practice in our lives so that we would leave this hour of worship and carry its energy and its spirit spirit with us throughout the week, not just as hearers of the word, but ourselves as doers of your word. In your son's holy name we pray. Amen. So as I was looking on social media over the last couple of days, it's one of those seasons of life where there are these red letter days, these rites of passage. A dear childhood friend of mine, his children are going to prom last night in Mount Airy. Another set of friends have children graduating from college this weekend graduating from high school in the weeks to come. So all the pictures on social media are celebrating these red letter, these rites of passage events. And I got me thinking about rites of passage themselves. I mean, think about why we call them as such. They mark growth like first words or first steps. Or maybe that enigmatic day in which you finally were tall enough to go through the halls at school and hop up and touch the door jam going down the school hallways, the bane of every janitor, because there's always that greasy, dark stain where we've done the door jams, giving it a high five. But then there are those rites of passage which mark stages in life. First day of kindergarten, last first day of school, middle school, high school, getting your driver's license. All of these things are things to celebrate. 
They're photo op moments, maybe even worthy of a small gift or even a treat, like an ice cream cone after school or something like that. But then there are other rites of passage, other red letter days that are even emblematic of something more, more than a photo op. Maybe even the phrase rite of passage should just be parked for those moments. These moments I'm speaking of are milestone moments. Milestones, waypoints on a longer, larger journey of life with deeper meaning. Milestones such as baptism, receiving your first Bible, or today, confirmation. Where we talk about journey and waypoints along a faith journey, a journey of a lifetime. I think about Tammy gives each of our confirmation classes a baton like you might see in a relay race in track and field games. Reminding our confirmation class that this is not the end all of be all but that they are taking the baton of faith that has been given to them by their parents and it is now their race to run. This idea of a waypoint that fuels what follows in life. So today, 26 of our youth cross that waypoint of confirmation. Some of them will be baptized. Some of them will affirm the vows that were made on their behalf at baptism, but all of them will profess their faith in Christ. All of them will stand before us gathered here in this space and gathered online, and they will say that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and I put my whole trust in him. It's a celebration for you but it's a celebration for our congregation. It's a celebration for the kingdom of God. It's a celebration for our world because not only are they stepping out in their faith, but they're reminding us of our own faith journeys. Of when we stood up and we professed our faith. They remind us that we all walk the road of life that leads to life everlasting. This idea of confirmation, this idea of what it symbolizes is important for all of us as disciples. I mean, what these youth have learned, and they've done this all via Zoom over this past year. I mean, they have taken their entire confirmation, their entire catechesis, and they've learned this together on the screen. But what they've learned is they've learned something in-depth about their faith. They've learned something in-depth about life. They've learned more than just the, the simple stuff of God is good and the devil is bad and everything else works itself out. They've learned something deeper than that. They've learned how deeply it is that God loves us and that how God has loved us from the beginning of time. That God does not cause evil, but more importantly, that God redeems misfortune, that God redeems everything if we are faithful and if we're seeking God's will every day in our lives. In confirmation, we learn why it is that we gather in worship. The importance of reading the scriptures, the importance of opening this book every day and hearing in it what it is that God is speaking to us. About how it applies to our lives and what we face. How to offer our petitions in prayer and in the silence that God is speaking to us. 
confirmation, our youth, and we, by virtue of that, have learned and been reminded again what makes us unique as United Methodists. How we approach all, how we can approach all the problems of this world is sort of John Wesley's sort of quadrilateral, if you will, where we look at scripture and reason, tradition and experience, and we look at that, those as the lens that focuses our faithful response to whatever we run into. Scripture first, but quickly followed by history and experience and reason. How provenient grace, how God loves us even before we could utter those words, do you love me? We find through brilliant grace that God has come to each of us in time. And it's free grace. That as a response to that grace, acts of piety, of prayer, and scripture, and worship are important to informing our lives and growing our faith. But it's also acts of mercy, where we serve and care for each other, where we love one another, where we seek the most loving thing for each other. I mean, that's sort of one of the lessons that we've learned over time is this, this idea of you've got faith that you read about, but there's faith that we practice. And so that's what acts of piety and acts of mercy are all about. We've learned our sacred story from the dawn of creation through the lens of Judaism, Catholicism, and up to the Protestant Reformation. But more importantly, what we learned in confirmation, whether it was just this year or in years past, we learn how our faith strengthens and, and sets our lives no matter what. I mean, you think about what we've experienced this year, and when Psalm 40 comes to mind, when you think about it, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined and heard my cry. He set my feet upon a rock and made my footsteps firm. See, this class... This confirmation class learned this lesson right alongside you and me and all the world. I mean, think about the last 15 months where we've seen illness and worry and disappointment, having to change routines, natural disasters, human suffering, and things not going as planned. We have all had a front row seat to the infirm ground, but also how God has lifted us up out of the miry pit and put our feet on that solid ground. We've witnessed enough swirling water in the last 15 months for a lifetime. But in that, we've also witnessed the amazing love of God to see us through no matter what. And what we begin to understand about this experience is that our faith matters. Our faith gives us hope. Our faith can inspire the world. Our faith changes lives. Which brings us to today's text. You know, Jesus begins his Sermon on the Mount with those Beatitudes, blessed are you, and there's something in there for everyone. But he moves quickly to this, this idea of salt and light. He's speaking to the crowd, and so in this great oratory, he's sort of casting forth his mission, wanting to wake up the world and help the world see how blessed we are. I love it, it says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. He doesn't say you will be. He says you are. And so that's an imperative, that's an emphatic that tells us that we are called very specifically for a purpose. And so as believers, as those who follow Christ, the risen Lord, we begin to realize that being the salt of the earth for us means that we are called, that we are called 
to go out in the world as good people, to do good works, to do good deeds, to make that difference. That's the salt of the earth part. But we are also the light of the world. We are to bear the light of Christ to chase the darkness away. And so when we see darkness creeping in from the corners in our lives, in our schools, in our neighborhoods, we are called to be the ones that broadcast that light for all the world so that everyone may see. See, Jesus is talking about our witness and our practice of faith. And so when we say in just a few minutes, as a part of our liturgy, what it is that we believe, it is a powerful statement. When our youth stand up and they say, I believe Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, when we affirm those vows that we made and our support of them, it's a powerful statement to the world and not only to them, that we are growing in faith, that we are working together, that we are not perfect yet, but that we are on that journey. And we say that I am salt and I am light. And that we begin to live that statement that we are living it for the world around us. Because my friends, the world is watching the church. The world is watching all of us. The church, not, not just institutionally, but the church as people. I mean, the church is right here in this room. The church is gathered online. The church is you and me. It's not a building. The world is watching how we take the things that we say in this hour and how we live them with our lives. So confirmands, as you take your vows, it's a big step for you. It's a major milestone in your life. But it's also for those of us gathered around them it's by design that we are gathered around us this morning. It's, it's up except for us because it reminds us of our own step on this journey. It reminds us that confirmation is not a one and done kind of event. It's not a box to check off, but it's instead a pledge that we are going to go further still, that we are taking the baton and that we're going to run the race of faith ourselves. Because we know that the world is learning about God and God's love through us. And so we must nurture our faith through worship, through prayer, through formation groups. That we must nurture our faith through the practice of it. It's a reminder to us that Jesus Christ is the rock upon which we stand. And that because we stand on that rock, that nothing in this world can run us over. Nothing in this world can drown us and drown us out. Instead, because we stand on that rock that we can bend and flow with things, but that we will not break and that we will not rent asunder. So here's a challenge for us, the gathered people of Christ today. As our confirmands take their vows, the challenge for you is to let your light shine. The challenge for the rest of us is to make sure that our light shines right alongside theirs so that the whole world realizes the light of Christ beams forth from this place, forth from this congregation, forth from this church, and that we together are chasing the darkness in the world because we realize that we are on this journey and that this is just a milestone 
that leads to life eternal. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, or 11. Have a blessed day.